Once again, it's great to be back on Search the Scriptures. We welcome all of our listeners. We're so appreciative of your tuning in. We know that so many of you do so on a regular basis, daily or close to it. Others listen as you have the opportunity frequently, and there are always new listeners, and we're thankful for every single one of you all of the time. We appreciate your listening to Search the Scriptures, opening up God's Word, at least in your mind's eye, and studying with us each day on this program. And as we gather together each day, we are striving to learn more from God's Word. We want to help you understand the Scriptures better, more fully, in a more deep way, in a richer way, richer sense. And we hope that as we do that, that your faith is growing That is where faith is based. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as your faith grows, then we pray that you're coming closer to God and that ultimately you'll make that decision to follow him all the way, to accept his his son as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is, and not just intellectually, but that you'll accept him in obedience as you repent of your sins, confess your faith in him, and surrender to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. That's our prayer. And then you begin to walk that walk with God on a daily basis, a walk that will lead you to the gates of heaven. That is our prayer. We hope that you're moving in that direction, and we'd love to help you along that line. Dennis Stackhouse, brother, good to be back with you today as we continue our study. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me to be with you today on the program and to realize that one of the ministries here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ involves Search the Scriptures. We are thankful for our members and their commitment to this and their desire to see that God's Word gets proclaimed on as wide a basis as possible. And certainly, through this medium of radio, we have that opportunity, and we do consider it a great blessing from God and pray that we will use it in an effective manner. And you're so right about having heaven as our goal. I mean, that's the most important thing that any one of us can do in this life. Get our life right with God, number one, and then be determined to live a life of faithfulness in his service until the day that we die physically so that we can look forward to that heavenly home and that time when we can be with God and with Christ throughout eternity, rejoicing, glorifying God, praising his name. What a wonderful, wonderful picture of the thing that Christians have to look forward to in heaven. And again, we pray that each and every one listening to the program may have that as your goal as well. Amen. Amen. No loftier goal can be had by an individual. No, they can't. None. Well, Dennis, we're going to continue in our study today asking the question, do you want to be rich? Yes. There might be some people who would say, no, I don't really want to be rich. Mm -hmm. Well, they would certainly be in the small minority, probably. Probably so. And some of them might even be lying as they said no. (laughs) Could be. (laughs) But some might say, no, I, I just don't want that responsibility, I don't want that temptation, and so on. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that perspective. Certainly. But most of us would probably say, even if we took a few minutes to weigh things out in our mind, we'd probably say, yeah, I'd like to try it. Mm -hmm. 
because we think that riches will solve most of our ills. Yes, unfortunately we do. And yet we have uh, noted that the ways of this world are the ways of this world. (laughs) Yes. And so when you're talking about materialism and possessions and riches and wealth that all have to do with this world, those are all temporary Mm -hmm. because this world is temporary. It is. John said in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 17, this world is passing away. Mm-hmm. Peter said the same thing in 2 Peter 3 and verse 10. Mm-hmm. It's going to burn up. Yes, that's right. And so if our real security, if our main focus in life is, is on the ways of this world, mm-hmm. then ultimately that all is going to go away. Yes, it is. And that's why John also said in 1 John 2, verse 15, do not love the world or the things in the world. That's correct. That's correct. We need to understand where our real riches lie, Mm -hmm. where our real security is to be found. Yes. And that is in a right relationship with God Mm. through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. It's called salvation. Indeed. Now, that's not a worn-out, trite, overused term. That is where we ought to be in our lives. That's our main focus, should be. If we don't get to heaven, it doesn't matter how much we've accomplished in this world, socially, materially, politically, we're utter failures. That's right. We need to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Yes. Now, we've looked at a number of different texts of Scripture that have to do with trying to get the right perspective on riches. Jesus does not say there's anything wrong with possessing things mm-hmm. or even being wealthy. No, he doesn't. But he says that's not where your real security lies. Mm-hmm. And if you have these, these, these things, if you possess wealth, then certainly we, we should understand that God expects us to use those in his service and to his glory. Yes, responsibly. Responsibly. Mm-hmm. From a spiritual perspective. Yes. We need to be responsible Christians with the blessings that God has given us. Yes. And all good things are from God, ultimately, Mm -hmm. James 1 and verse 17. Yes. Now, we've got this inheritance, if we're a faithful Christian, and we closed in our last program emphasizing this. If we're a faithful Christian, we've got this inheritance that is undefiled and incorruptible, reserved in heaven for us. Mm -hmm. 1 Peter 1 and verse 4. Yes. Now, that is in stark contrast to the materialism and the wealth that are offered in this world. Yes, it's all temporary. Yes, we've just said all that's going to be gone one day. It will. It's going to burn up. Mm -hmm. And yet here God says, if you'll follow me faithfully, if you'll walk with me faithfully, then I'll reserve for you an inheritance that is incorruptible, that is undefiled. And it does not fade away. It does not fade away. Mm-hmm. And Jesus described it in Matthew 6 and verse 21, or verses 19 through 21, as a kind of riches that the moth 
moths do not eat, mm-hmm. the rust does not consume, mm-hmm. and steals, uh, uh, thieves will not break in and steal from us. That's right. It is absolutely secure mm-hmm. and eternally so. Yes. Now, let's think objectively about some of the spiritual treasures that are offered to us in Christ. Now, as we've just noted, salvation is it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's bottom line. Sure is. Nothing compares in this world with being saved in Christ. That's right. Nothing. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 4, and let's look at some specifics that go along with that salvation. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God mm-hmm. that passes all understanding. Yes. Peace is an elusive thing, isn't it? It certainly can be for many people. This world, when you read the newspapers, when you listen to news commentary, when you read the philosophers, you know, when you listen to the politicians, we're always talking about peace. Yes. We're always talking about the lack thereof and mm-hmm. the desire for it. Mm-hmm. Peace. Right. And yet... War is a continuing reality yes, in this it is. world. Really is. There are always, and now we need to understand, I'm not exaggerating, there are always wars and conflicts going on. There is never a moment in the existence of this world where there are not wars and conflicts going on. At some point, yes. Yes, somewhere. Now, we may not see them publicized in the newspaper, uh, but they're there. That's right. The ones that really affect us or somehow uh, gets the attention on a a wider scale, then we see about those, we read about those, we hear Mm -hmm. about those. But if those die down, there's always others going on. Yes, always behind Mm -hmm. the scenes. Right. Again, that's not an exaggeration. That's simply the fact of the matter. But Jesus, he talks here, or rather Paul talks here about being in the Lord, in Christ, walking with Jesus. And he says, therein, in that kind of relationship, we can rejoice always. Yes. Yes, indeed. Rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Boy, Mm -hmm. double emphasis there. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. And then he goes on and he talks about the lack of a need for anxiety. In verse 6, be anxious for nothing, Mm -hmm. but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. We need to remember to be thankful, don't we? We do. Let your requests be made known to God. In other words, we can take our needs to God. Yes, we certainly can. And we can do so with confidence with boldness, and with the assurance that he hears us. And will answer. Yes. He may not always answer the way we want, Mm -hmm. at least at that particular moment in time, but he'll always answer. Mm -hmm. Now, verse 7, the peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Dennis, the lack of peace in people's lives is not only due to armed conflict. No. Most people are missing out on peace in that their lives, their personal lives, are simply in turmoil. Yes, that's unfortunately the case. And that happens for all kinds of reasons. Certainly does. Sometimes it's economic, sometimes it's relational. Mm -hmm. They're having problems with their spouse or with their family members or perhaps with someone uh, else they know, maybe extended family, maybe situation at job, it's work-related often, but their lives are in turmoil. Yes. Maybe they're caught up in the drug culture or alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they're, they're struggling with gambling or pornography. Their lives are in turmoil. They're not at peace. No. They're not at peace. Mm -hmm. The country in which they live may be at peace as far as military conflict is concerned, but their lives are not at peace. Mm-hmm. In Christ, in a right relationship with him, experiencing the reality of salvation in him, Paul says that we can have that peace, mm -hmm. a peace that surpasses understanding. Yes. We can live a life where we don't have to be anxious all the time mm -hmm. about what's going on and the way things are. Mm -hmm. We can have confidence. Yes, we can in our relationship and thereby our reality in Christ Jesus. Yes. Now, I think that is so foreign to most of the people who live in this world mm -hmm. because they, their lives are in such continual turmoil mm -hmm. that that's probably what Paul means when he says, a peace that surpasses understanding. Mm-hmm. You have to experience it yes, in order to understand it. That's right. And it's hard to explain. It is hard to explain. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to tell somebody, here's the definition of love. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you do that? Almost, yeah. <laughs> almost impossible. It is. Well, this peace that is only found in that right relationship with God through Christ is probably pretty much equally mm -hmm. indefinable. Yes, you I have think so. to live it to know it. Absolutely. Peace that passes understanding. There for that faithful Christian. Mm -hmm. In John chapter 14 and verse 27, the last night that Jesus spent on this earth as a human being before the crucifixion, he tells the apostles something that he's going mm -hmm. to leave them. Yes. How about reading that passage? Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Interesting, especially from the perspective of what would happen after Jesus was crucified. Now that's the night of his betrayal. Yes. He's with the apostles. He's not yet been betrayed, but it's going to happen pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And yet he says, peace I leave with you. That's right. Peace I leave with you. Mm -hmm. The next day he's going to be on the cross. Mm -hmm. The apostles are going to scatter. Yep. 
And not very many years after that, there is going to be tremendous persecution wreaked upon the church. There will be. By first the Jews and then by the Romans. Mm -hmm. And when the Romans step into the picture, it's going to last for a couple hundred years. That's right. And yet he still says, peace I leave with you. Mm -hmm. Well, again, it's a peace that is not of this world. Yeah, that's right. And that's what we need to understand, Gary, is the contrast between the peace we so often seek in the material surroundings, possessions, whatever it might be, and the peace which surpasses understanding that's found in the spiritual realm. Yes, yes, understanding. You know, this world may burn up. Mm -hmm. I may die. Mm -hmm. Somebody may take my life. They may mm -hmm. take everything I possess, mm -hmm. but I know this is not where it's at anyway. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be with the Lord, mm -hmm. and therein I find peace. That's right. Well, peace then is one of the riches that is offered through our right relationship with Jesus Christ, salvation mm -hmm. in him. Let's look at another one, Colossians 1 verse 27. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The riches? How does Paul put it there? Make known to you the riches? Of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Now, the mystery is no longer a mystery. It's been revealed. Correct. And that's simply the gospel mm -hmm. and God's plan for salvation to be brought to all mankind through the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so it's referred to as riches. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, Paul focuses upon this by labeling it as hope. Yes. Hope. Mm -hmm. Now again, that is an elusive commodity. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. People find themselves hopeless so often and yet there's no need to be hopeless if, again, you've got your life in focus properly. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know that you are in Christ, that you have been forgiven of your sins. You were baptized into him. You are in salvation in Christ. Then you don't have to wonder about hope. You don't have to wish for hope. You've got hope. That's right. And it's a promised hope. Yes, yes it is. It's not just a wild wish or desire or a longing, it's reality for you. It is. And ultimately you will experience that reality up front, up close and personal as you walk through those pearly gates into the mm -hmm. city of heaven. Yes. The hope will become reality and it will no longer be, in essence, hope. It will mm -hmm. be reality. Yeah, that's right. And Paul actually puts it that way. Now, hope then, one of those riches. In Titus 2 and verse 13, what do we read along this line? Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ah, looking for the hope of the appearing. Now, we're talking about the final day of judgment, aren't we? We are. But now for the prepared, for the saved, for the faithful... It's going to be a day of deliverance. Yes, it will. 
It's going to be that day of transition from the physical into the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. From this world into heaven. Yes. The hope of his appearing, what we should be looking forward to mm-hmm. and longing for. Absolutely. Colossians 3 and verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When he appears, we'll appear with him. Now, once again, see, there's that hope mm-hmm. that, tied, that Paul was writing to Titus about. The hope of his appearing. Well, what does that have to do with us? What does it have to hold for us? When he appears, we'll appear with him. Mm-hmm. If we're faithful. Yes. We'll appear with him. We'll, right. He'll come for us. Yes. To take us to be home with him. Exactly. That's our hope. And again, it's not like, well, boy, I hope I get this job. <laughs> Or the student in high school say, man, I really hope I pass this test. Mm-hmm. I didn't study for it at all, but I sure hope I pass anyway. <laughs> yeah. Or I hope I get this scholarship to college. Or I hope she'll say yes when I ask her out on a date. Mm-hmm. Or I hope that dad will give me some extra money this week mm-hmm. so I can buy whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can hope, we can wish, we can desire, we can dream, we can long for. That's not real New Testament hope. No. Real New Testament hope is, yes, the desire, but it's coupled with the expectation because the promise has been given. Mm -hmm. This hope is assured. It is an assurance, yes. Christ is coming one day, Mm -hmm. and he's coming to take with him home to heaven those who are the redeemed Yes. Those who are the saved, Mm -hmm. those who are in him faithful and dedicated. Yes, that's right. That hope is a reality. Indeed. And that hope is there, offered to everyone Mm -hmm. in every age. Yes. Everywhere. We simply need to take advantage of it. We do. To take hold of it. Mm -hmm. To give our lives to God through Christ. Yes. You can learn how to do that through that Bible study that we send out all over the all over the country all the time. It is absolutely free. We offer it every day on this program, and we offer it to you now. We'll even pay the postage. And we're going to continue this study next time, but you don't have to wait for the rest of this study to learn how you can have that hope that is the assurance of eternal life with God and Christ in heaven. Contact us right away and ask for that Bible study.